Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Almost everywhere I go, people are talking about it. And in my town, there's plenty of new construction being built, but not so many of them are affordable. But what if your employer offered you a place to live at a cut rate? Would you move? Could you stand to have your coworkers as neighbors? This is topic C. In case you think this is a new thing, let me take you back. One of the first company towns ever built was built over 114 years ago on the shores of one of the Great Lakes in the sand dunes. That city was Gary, Indiana, and it was built by U.S. Steel for their employees. Coal companies have been doing it for years, coal camps. The difference is, under the old model, the company town and the company store, the company basically owned you, and they would rent you these places. So you never, ever, ever got caught up. And I mean, it was strictly for employees. So the question is, in a world where you've got good paying jobs in locations which may not have a lot of housing stock, what do you do? If you're Elon Musk, you build your own. And that's what he's doing in Texas for um, employees of three of his subsidiaries. If you are Cook Medical in Ohio, you build homes for your employees at a cut rate. But here's the difference. Cook Medical did not want to be a landlord. And they realized that to attract people there, they needed to up the ante. They wanted to retain good help. There wasn't a lot of housing stock available in the small town they're operating in. And they realized that it wasn't worth it to have key employees traveling from great distances because honestly, they wouldn't. So what they're looking at is they announced a year ago that they would build hundreds of homes to sell employees, key this, low below market prices. They made a deal with the local, with a local uh, uh, home builder and he's building them at scale. What Cook learned is that typically um, home builders don't want to build small starter homes or smaller homes because there's no money in them. The banks don't want to lend for smaller homes because guess what? There's no money lending in them. So if you're in a smaller town where housing stock hasn't really increased in years and that the available housing stock that you might be able to afford is going to need some major upgrades and major expenses, which the bank may or may not lend you, or you may, may or may not have the time to bring them up to date, then chances are that is not a job you're going to apply for. Because if it means commuting a great distance, that adds to time, it adds to cost, it adds to your day. Makes no sense. Cook's move is not purely philanthropic. As rents and home prices across the United States have skyrocketed, many companies are finding it harder to recruit and retain middle-income workers. Again, the pandemic changed everything. And even now, even with inflation up, and the economy slowing, industries are still finding it hard to get employees. It's not always more money. As Cook says, paying people more will not necessarily alleviate the housing issue for them and getting people to live closer to their manufacturing facilities. So a growing number of employers around the country, like Cook Medical in Ohio, have decided to build their own housing for workers, mostly to rent, but sometimes to buy. Some of the names I'm going to drop, Disney, Meta, the Meatpacker, JBS, and even local school systems and healthcare providers. Imagine that. 
I mentioned Elon Musk, and uh, that's a new neighborhood for his employees of companies uh, SpaceX, Tesla, and, Bo and Boring Company. But the trend underscores the scale of the country's affordable housing shortage and the ripple effects it has in the wider economy. I'll give you an example. Here in central Iowa, there's a lot of home construction going on. But according to the powers that be, according to the United Way, we will still need some 35,000 housing units over the next 10 years. And uh, the key there is affordable housing. Affordable housing. So that people of middle means can have a place to live and call their own. Because honestly, for the average middle-class American, that is a major pathway to wealth creation. 67% of Americans own a home. And for most of those Americans, other than college education, buying the home is either the number one or number two most expensive thing they will do in their lifetime. It's also the one fuel thing that will appreciate in their lifetime, hence wealth creation. Right now, in the case of Cook Medical, they've got 14 houses so far in their little neighborhood, and they're planning to build a total of 99 in that county and 100 more in an adjacent county. Ten of those 14 got snapped up right quick. The other folks are still working on either coming up with the down payment or their credit, or they can't get out of the current lease they're in. So what do these people make in an hour? What do you think? In the one case of the person that they this article chronicles, and this is from NPR, makes $20 an hour. Nice, solid income. Could not afford a simple home at today's going rates. With Cook Medical, she's owning her first house ever, and she's 47 years old. Two bedroom, three bedroom, two bath. And even then, it's between $188,000 and $212,000. And that's below market rates in a rural community. You see the problem? Cook is by, in this case, Cook is by far the largest employer in the area with some 700 people at its Spencer plant alone. It offers solid jobs that don't require a college degree, but many of its workers can hardly afford to live near Spencer. Spencer's a community in a county. The county has a population of 20,000, which means almost one out of 20 people that work, I mean, one out of 20 people in that county work for Cook Medical. Think about that. It hasn't been much new housing for years, and that's typical in rural America. And what's there is too pricey for plant workers on hourly wages. So what do you do? The company did a survey <coughs> in 2021, and they said of that 700 people at work for them, 136 said they were interested in buying a house. And that is when they went this way. So the question, I've often asked throughout the pandemic, if you had a choice to live, where would you live? If you had a job where you had to be on the job, see in an assembly line or something that required hands-on, would you consider a community that your employer built? In the case of Cook, you don't have to stay with the company. Uh, you don't necessarily have to, you know, if you there, you buy the house, you qualify for it. For the first three years are where the caveats are. You can't flip it, and you got to give the company right of first refusal. And if they buy it, they're going to pay you what you paid for it. 
at the end, if it's over three years old, you're there five, seven, 10 years, you're going to, uh, you can sell it at, you know, market rates and, but again, company right at first refusal. It's a good idea. It's sad it has come to this, but it's not unusual in American history for this to happen. A number of larger companies have done this through the years. Well, we've come to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again right here next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.